If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Dragoncast. Home of House of the Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Hello, 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 dragon casters. Uh, I'm Jamie East. And I'm Chris Mandel. And you are here for our Game of Thrones rewatch. It's another biggie. Uh, it's another classic Game of Thrones episode. It's time for Season 6, Episode 9, Battle of the Bastards. Excuse uh, anyone that can hear a mixer in the background. My wife is currently making me a birthday cake. Uh, just because it's my birthday today. What kind of um, cake is it? It will... I'm hoping... I'm pretty... You know what? I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to cake. Mm-hmm. For birthday cake, I I just like a Victoria sponge with jam and buttercream in it. I don't like any faff. Yeah. What's your favourite kind of cake? Um, Probably... Ooh, that is a good question. Probably like... Just a tri- like a chocolate cake, like really oh, chocolatey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or for my birthday, last birthday, Rob got me a, um, like a sort of ginger sponge, like a oh, wow. spiced kind of cinnamony, from, just from wow. Sano's. Um, okay. But yeah, I love anything like that. Victoria sponge, though, you just can't go wrong, can you? You can't, you can't. You can't. And I do, like, I do like American birthday cake as well, where they have that, like, the, uh, you can't beat Betty Crocker cake. Yeah. You know, the Americans like, do... Made the, the um, frosting with the it's slightly t- almost a bit t- tangy isn't it it's like buttercream yeah yeah whether well, you sour yeah. buttermilk in it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly i like that Ooh. anyway anyway we're not here to talk about me me hitting 35 <coughs> um and we'll get into that right after a five minute recap from our friends over at previously on that friend is me we begin in marine a city under attack from the master's fleet Daenerys, Tyrion and Missandei meet the Masters on the beach. Tyrion says they are to talk terms of surrender, to which the Masters tell Daenerys she can walk away if they get to keep the unsullied army, Missandei and kill the dragons. Daenerys points out, no, they've misunderstood actually, and it's their surrender they're there to discuss. She climbs onto Drogon's back and takes to the air alongside Viserion and Rhaegal, obliterating the Masters' forces and fleet. Outside Winterfell, John meets with Ramsay. Ramsay offers him a pardon for deserting the Night's Watch if he kneels and hands Sansa over. John rejects this and counters with an offer of one-on-one combat. Ramsay declares he doesn't know if he could beat John, but he does know his army can. Back at camp, John, Tormund and Davos draw a battle plan. Sansa tries to drum home to Jon just how devious and cruel Ramsay is, telling him that they'll never get Rickon back and should have waited until they have more men. Jon promises to protect her. She replies wisely that no one can protect anyone. 
John meets with Melisandre and orders her not to bring him back if he dies. She says she can't promise that. Davos is on a walk and stumbles upon some ashes. He finds the stag he carved for Princess Shireen. It's charred from fire. He finally realises how she died. Theon and Yara Greyjoy arrive in Marine. Meeting with Daenerys and Tyrion, they offer a hundred ships of the Iron Fleet in return for Daenerys supporting Yara's claim for the Salt Throne, which is the throne of the Iron Islands. Daenerys agrees on the condition that the Ironborn cease raiding and raping. In Winterfell, the Day of Reckoning has arrived, and the armies of Jon Snow and Ramsay Bolton gather for battle. Ramsay brings Rickon forward and tells him to run to Jon, but then draws his bow and begins shooting arrows. John jumps on his horse and gallops to meet him, but Ramsay finds his mark and Rickon is killed. In blind rage, John charges the enemy army alone, forcing Davos to call the attack. Ramsay's archers bring down John's horse and he sees Ramsay's cavalry bearing down. Just as John looks doomed, the two armies collide head on around him. A furious, bloody battle ensues. Hundreds of dead from both sides litter the battlefield. John stands in the middle of the fray as Ramsay directs his forces from further back, ordering his archers to fire into the crowd regardless of who they hit. A wall of corpses slowly rises from the mud and Ramsay's soldiers march forward to form a horseshoe barrier around the three sides of John's army, trapping them against the wall of the dead. They lower spears and slowly close in, killing as they go. John is knocked to the ground and trampled by his own men, slowly suffocating under the scrambling bodies. Clawing his way up, he grabs a lungful of air, but it seems the battle is lost. <gasps> a blowing horn signals hope as Knights of the Vale ride over the hill to the rescue, watched by Sansa and Littlefinger. They quickly decimate what remains of the Bolton army, and Ramsay retreats to Winterfell. John and his men follow, capturing Ramsay, who is savagely beaten by John, and the Stark sigil flies once again over Winterfell. Hooray! That night, Sansa visits a bound and blooded Ramsay in the kennels. He tells her his hounds will not turn on him, but Sansa reminds him he's been deliberately starving them. She smiles and walks away as Ramsay is eaten alive by his own pets. Now, you didn't want to do this. I wasn't that fussed about doing it. How? Like, need your kind of I thought it was straw great. pole? Ah, there we go. There we go, Dragoncast listeners. I thought it was a good episode. Who knew? Too anti BOTB beforehand. Um, I mean, look, the things I don't like about it haven't changed, but I thought it looked amazing. Genuinely, haven't rewatched this for a minute, so I was watching it thinking, how are they going to get out of this one in in a couple? You know, I actually forgot about Littlefinger's army. Honestly, forgot. Oh, okay. So when they came in, because I thought, whoa, this is amazing. And I thought, actually, yeah, there's there's plenty plenty to love about it. And it is a good episode. So I'm, yeah. that's the current stance on it. Uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts after watching it? Yeah, I think, I mean, from a... In, as, as with all Thrones, I guess, um, tentpole episodes, mm. you know, as we've always said, it's like, well, how long, you know, like Hard Home, we've done Hard Home, we've done Baylor, we've done you know red wedding we've done all all of the ones so far coming up um it's always like oh there's a lot actually a lot of lot of stuff that went on aside from yes. the actual battle yeah. but the battle was you know this was directed by Miguel Sapochnik and it is will probably be his finest moment ever it was it felt it felt really original it felt mm. visceral it felt claustrophobic 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 it felt suffocating it felt full of despair and like you said you know you're just like how the fuck are they going to get out of this it was just so well done it was well shot but before before all of that you know there was there was lots to lots to like as well i um i really enjoyed the marine bit at the beginning I, i really you know it's one of the few times where i was just like actually this had a bit of substance to it it was building mainly many of the benefit of hindsight because we knew it was kind of starting to steer daenerys into into what she ended up becoming but i liked you know that that sense of uh ptsd from Tyrion from the kind of blackwater 
kind of battle where he's looking mm. over at the fleet. That did, I just, I just enjoyed it. Although, I think it's a storyline that because we haven't had to watch it over the entire season, yeah, you get the you get the sort of highlights, and it's great. Right? So the yeah, yeah. the kind of Daenerys has come back. The slavers have revolted, and she's just like, look, we need to just sort this shit out. The yeah. dragons wreak havoc, destroy them all. The Dothraki come in, take out the Sons of the Harpy. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's quite clean, almost too clean. You know, she's like, okay, well, that's solved now. But it's great yeah. to watch. It's a really, the shot it of was. Drogon flying along the bay, torching the boats. And the two other dragons bursting out of their, bursting their out kind of, the, the, their pyramid, the, yeah. Pyramid, really cool. Yeah, it was really good. And the yeah. I mean, they could have done that in. at any time, right? That was the... <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? You're sort of like, where have you been, you know? But, but it's like, why did the slavers not expect that to happen? This is what I don't understand, because this is just what Daenerys does. You piss yeah. her off, she'll burn. Well, they didn't know, she only got back at the end of the last episode. Ah, okay. She she returns, I think, at night, on the eve of the attack. And the other two are obviously locked up. So I imagine if they did successfully smash down the walls and invade, they would probably try and kill the dragons. Like right, okay. But yeah, but yeah, Jamie Jamie hints from the kills uh, was saved and uh, went off to. uh... Oh my god, is that who that is? (laughs) No, it just really looks like him. (laughs) So wouldn't put it past me. You know, there's always always like random people on this show. That's Um, true. I don't think it was Jamie hints. I think we would have known that. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those where it's just it's just great to see it kicking off. But what I would say, first of all, I loved the bit where she was like, um, "One of you must die," and then the guy rats out the other two, so she kills yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, it's really. Either that was great. Um, enjoyed but, um, enjoyed Grey Worm's really camp outfit. It's like a nice oh, yeah. little collarless leather kind of singlet. I think I've there. seen people wearing that exact outfit in a few. Evening uh, establishments uh, in Berlin, London. Few Berlin, uh, few yeah. Berlin techno nights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a little, little, little uh, carabiner on the inside for you to stick your keys in because uh, you don't want them sticking out. Uh, I, I think what I found watching this is it's been sort of there for a while, and I think we would have seen it with all the Dothraki stuff, but the sort of Targaryen has really jumped out. Where she's like, look. I'm going to kill all of them, all the soldiers, anyone that's still standing. Like, mm-hmm. they dared to go against me. I'm trying to be a good person here. Um, and obviously she is about to, like, fuck off as well. And and kind of, yeah, you know, she spent a few years trying to fix the culture, the economy, the, the like, city, and she's kind of just blown Well, she's realised she can't really change anything. Who she's does she gone. leave in charge? I can't remember now. She leaves Dario Naharis. Oh, so it's the yeah, end of Dario. Yeah, yeah which seems like, like a really... you can stay behind Just like, hang yourself. A Does that mean we're not banging anymore? Because <laughs> he's yeah. like, I can't wait for us to... So we're going to have a cabin together on the boat over? And she's like, you will be ruling the entire city. I have great news for you. You're yeah. a hired, like, sellsword. Just yeah. unreal. Just what a... What a yeah, what a shit. <laughs> wait yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Theon made it over as well to have a bit of a uh, bit of a chit chat. Yeah, they kind of um, bring the fleet I, that because she's, she's going to go back on. So I did, okay. I did like I did like I love a bit of Yara sassy dyke chat, don't you? Yeah, I love this <laughs> this terrifying owner of dragons, and she's like, my only way out of this is by hitting on her repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> and Daenerys is like, hey. It's not a no, yeah. Hey, it's not a no, yeah. I have got room in my cabin, actually. Yeah, exactly. But let's just, because we did hold the door, so that was four episodes ago. Yeah. So, and I know this isn't the most logistical, coherent storyline, but let's just get this clear. They ran away before Euron built his ships yeah. with a hundred ships, yeah. and they have got there before him and have encountered no... No resistance. They just got there. They just... Clear seas. Yeah. Sailed there. Euron... Is on his way? No, he can't be on his way. He's probably well, just decided not to And also, go. they've sailed there right in, into the aftermath of... I mean, how did they get past all those burnt they must ships? Have, like, <laughs> Do you think they literally det- pulled up and they're the like... The detrius Ooh. in the kind of like... Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm going to let's just... Whoa, whoa, let's just wait around yeah. the corner for a bit. Yeah. 
Can you imagine if they'd got there like an hour earlier and, you know, Tyrion's like, so we burnt all the slave owners' boats. We also burnt a hundred boats that have been brought to you by two people you've never met and they were going to... Yeah, like, we didn't know. They were just kind of got mixed up. We didn't see... They the, had the we, wrong... They didn't Drogon read the can't read the sigils. Prop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drogon's like, that doesn't look like... <laughs> that looks like a What's kraken. What's an, uh, what's a, is that an octopus? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they've come over and, uh, I mean, it's cool. I think it's really cool. I think Tyrion seeing Theon again, that's really exciting. Yeah. Because um, they haven't seen each other since, since like, Winterfell, which was six mm. seasons ago. And he's still having to go, I didn't kill the Stark boys. Worst kept, worst kept secret. Literally, everyone's like, you killed those boys. He goes, nope, I didn't do it. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's the thing about this that I don't like, and it's just this is just where the chips have landed. Um, the tensions between all the different cultures is what made Game of Thrones really exciting because it was like, oh, it's not resolvable. And yeah. Daenerys said, "Yeah, I'll let you give me a lift back to Westeros. You can have independence, but you can't raid, can't reap, can't rape, can't do anything." Yeah, and Yara's like, "But this is our way of life," That's and what she's we do. like. You just don't do it, okay? And she goes, okay. <laughs> but also, did you notice there, see, this great scene of two powerful women kind of carving, forging a new future together, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Both of them have to turn to men for the reassurance that they're doing the right thing. I thought it was a real misstep in, in script. Mm. So Liara yeah. had to look over to Theon, you know, fucking about as much use as a chocolate teapot. Yeah. And then there's that really awful, I hated the kind of hammy, kind of kind of wry smile that Tyrion gave Danny, which was like, mm, this is a good idea. Yeah. Trust um, me I just this. found that real, it's like, hang on a sec, why are they, why are they asking you? They don't need your approval. You know, yeah. They, yeah. Also, like, if you say no, like, how else are you going to get to Westeros? Yeah, exactly. Like this is, you know, the bus does not run this far. Like take, take the lift. Cross rail is some way off yet. Yeah. It's like, maybe we'll just wait for HS2. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I thought, I think you're right. I think it's, they're very keen at the moment to be like, let's show how empowered these women are. The future is female, but they are always caught out by like, let's check what Grey Worm thinks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but yeah. no, it's really exciting, and obviously, um, yeah, they bring her over. But it, it does. It, I think the other thing I just feel is like the it. If you could resolve conflicts that easily, with Yara wanting to pillage, you know, none of this would have happened if you could have just gone. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine going back to all these. You know, no offense to the Iron Islanders, all these crusty, barnacle-looking men, and going. <laughs> We're all going to build our own new business opportunities in the Iron Islands. Yeah. And they're like, what? That guy's yeah. name is Dagmar Cleftjaw. Like, what do you think he's going to have, like, an adult education centre? Like, all he knows yeah. is, like, mutilating people. What else did we get that was not Battle of the Bastards? Did we get um, any other... Not a lot, actually. No. So I think that was kind of it, really. We well, didn't I have really anything. Liked, uh, didn't have any King's Landing stuff, did we? No, nothing at the wall. No. Nothing, um, no, I think it was just just the two of them. Yeah, it was literally four sequences. We had that at the beginning. Um, then we went over to like the pre-battle meet. There was like the the, the small group that met on, on the hill with with Ramsey, yeah. where they revealed Shaggy Dog's uh, head. Head. So the another shittest looking prosthetic yeah, it dog it wasn't big either was it it looked like a pig that they just stuck yeah. hair to i thought the did nose see was... little baby uh lady mormont was there who now now Isn't looks she like tiny she looks so much it's like forget how how much of a baby she was she was like 11 wasn't she when they thought yeah this. it was so, so good i tell you what just i found like weird scowling yeah is like i tell you what i found weird is that you know it's this like no holds barred fight and they're like let's meet the day before just to just to just wind to, each other up a bit. Just to wind yeah. each other up. But, you know... It's like the way in it, a boxing match. You know, It that, is, that's, yeah. That's how I kind of yeah. look yeah. at it. But they try and resolve it amicably. John tries to kind of say, let's just do this one-on-one. I don't want mm. loads of people to die. Um, I thought the, the kind of... 
the thing that runs through this was was actually really good, which was like tricking John into like getting him in his head so he can't do all of his military shit. Because that's kind of how how Ramsey did it, right? He he brought out which made him ang- made him angry. Yeah, yeah, got him off his horse. Yeah. And, and it just kind of went south from there. But before we get into that, um, I thought the stuff with all the characters planning the battle was really interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously, Sansa's there going, none of you know that I've sneakily got an army tucked away. Yeah. Um, and... But, but had she worked that out? I mean, she must have... Bizarre, right? I mean, that's that's the one bizarre thing about this. It's like, if, when did she do that? Because if she knew that that was going to happen, you know, mm. battles happen at dawn. You know, late at night, she's watching them kind of come up with their plan, thinking well, that's bollocks. At what point does she have the knights of the veil up? Her it sleep? must have been because after that conversation with John. Sent a raven. Ha- what, I know, a raven. I know. What? And the the army just happened to be within an hour, a couple of hours. Well, can you imagine? Away? You know, Littlefinger's got forty thousand men just stood around going. I think she wants us to come. And it's like, we've got all yeah. our... It makes no sense. I mean, it's, no. it's purely there for cinematic pleasure, really. Because and it's it makes... There to, yeah, it's there because they really want us to see Sansa as a, a smart... Strategic. Strategic, like, power player. And, you yeah. know, she just isn't, frankly. Because even the stuff... And I feel like I really don't want to turn into, like, Andrew Tate, like, how much I don't like this character. But, like... It's just annoyed me because they, they there is such a guilt about how badly she was written last season that they're turning her into the smartest person in the room and it's just like I'm sorry you don't you don't know shit love. Yeah. But what annoyed me is she says to John he's going look I'd love to have more people we're going to have to just go in like battles have been won with less men and John has won a fair few fights at this point. Yeah. And she's like you don't know Ramsey. I lived with him. It's like, no, he locked you in one of his towers. Like, I wouldn't say you sort of like got into it, got to know him very well. Like, no pillow talk. Yeah. I know how he thinks. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You know just know all. that he's a real horrible, nasty cunt. But it, it's all, yeah. as you said, it's all, we need her to be kind of right because they, they then, they must know at this point she's going to be queen in the North and she's going to be, you know, sort of an yeah. adversary to Daenerys and all this kind of thing as it yeah. goes on. So yeah. I thought all that was quite frustrating, uh, yeah. but obviously must be after that point, she then decides to get the Knights of the Veil. Must have so, been. She must have gone, actually, these boys know nothing. I've got to, I've got to have to go and save the day. Do it myself. And they, uh, she obviously must have also been like, look, if it gets bad, come in. Because otherwise, they are really late. Well, I mean, I'm just looking at a Westeros map now. So oh, it's miles away. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, oh my God. So. Because they're not a northern house. This is one, when they were recruiting, they didn't even think um, to to recruit. So Battle of the Bastards is at Winterfell, right? Kind of between, yeah, just outside Winterfell. Yeah, so the Eyrie is, oh my God, yeah. I mean, it's not the furthest away. No, it's the Midlands, isn't it? But you've got to get, well, it's more like Newcastle. If Winterfell's like (laughs) the Scottish Highlands, um, the Eyrie's kind of like, Newcastle upon Tyne but you've got to get over Hadrian's Wall you've got to kind of like go through you've got to go over the Twins got to go through the Twins yeah. over Greywater through Moat Ka- by, by Moat Caitlin up to Winterfell they so, must have I mean I presume like my sort of theory was that <clears throat> Littlefinger had because obviously the maybe the Eyrie is like the seat of the Vale but he's the army is gathered to like the the northmost or the the, the top of the border of the Vale but I just you know, wouldn't they have to go? I'm not 100 percent sure, but wouldn't they have to go past the twins? Yeah, past yeah, the yeah. Fray. That's what I just said. Yeah, so you got to go past. Oh, the I'm sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's you know, they must have been loitering around Barrow. The other thing is, could he have brought? Could he have sailed around the coast? But what, then with you'd all have the all horses. Ships. Yeah, can you sail? Well, the sail over. Well, I mean, that would. I guess that would make more sense but still very weird I liked all the chat about the, there's a good John had a good chat with the red woman yeah where he there was sort of some, said there was like, good, well they love a pre-battle they love a pre-battle eve, me back eve of a battle just, yeah what I also really I thought she, I thought is it Carice Van Carice Van Houten yeah. Van Houten 
I really like she she really sort of laid bare. She's like, I don't have any power. I just get given power by him. Mm. And if he wants you brought back, you'll be brought back. I I liked all that. I thought I thought that was really interesting and I, I really because it does answer the question of like, why don't you just revive everyone if they fall in battle? Um I do think part of the problem is just seeing John get brought back to life. Where's the threat? Where's the sort of um yeah, I mean, we know that we've seen the state of Doric Ban, Doric Dundari, and you know he he kind of like it takes it takes away a bit of you, doesn't it? Although it doesn't seem to have taken anything away from John. No, no. Um, but there's less, um, you know, the more you get brought back, the less and less there is of you. I think. Yeah, yeah. Pieces. Have we got? Me. Have we done that scene? Have we? Have we? Have we had that moment yet where they're kind of like on the iceberg in the middle of the the ice lake with the ice That's dragon? Season yet? seven. That's season, season seven. seven. Right. They go on the expedition. One of the dumbest. Sorry, <laughs> it was a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit Lord of the Rings. That was, wasn't it? Yeah. Just let's get. Just, yeah. just take eight people. Just take eight people. Why? Yeah. Just take. Why eight? Um, <laughs> I hate it so I love the the Davos Tormund chat was great. Maybe. Yeah. The, maybe that was our mistake. Believing in the king. That was believing yeah. in the king. Was it was a really good line, as was the happy shitting. Interesting, yeah, interesting um, to hear Davos say Stannis was the cause of Stannis's downfall. Yeah. That he kind of, I don't know, I mean, I guess he's referring specifically to like the pl- plowing on regardless, but, you know, just to sort of take us back to season five when Stannis was, couldn't get to Winterfell because the snow was so bad. Yeah. Where's that gone? It was yeah. winter. Winter's here, isn't it? And then suddenly they're like, "Well, if Stannis had just waited three weeks, he'd have been fine." I think it was probably more that I think it was probably more that Stannis just wasn't built for the yeah. weather. You know, it's like he's I think, from Dragonstone. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's kind of like yeah. from south. It's kind of Dragonstone's Cornwall, really, isn't it? You know, they don't oh, get much yeah. snow down there. Lovely little, uh, yeah, St. Ives. Exactly, uh, just sort of bolt hole. Exactly. Yeah. It is too fresh seafood. In, too many people yeah. in Breton and not enough Parkers. You know. Yeah, but a few Boston Boston suede uh, shoes down there on Dragonstone. Yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, I love that. I love that they're sort of... And these survivors are very different uh, climates. You know, the, the, the Northerners... There was a, there's a good little ragtag bunch of people now, you know. Mm. With, um, yeah, there's a good gang. With good gang. And, and then we get so, to the actual fight. Well, we, before that, with Davos uh, discovered Shireen's charred stag as well, yeah. which was a lovely little moment. Really nice I shot as well. Remember kind of like standing on the horizon that he banishes. You know, the Red Woman gets banished in next episode. He has the confrontation. What yeah. I didn't realise until watching this episode is that they are at or beyond the camp that Stannis had got to. That he yeah, up. they're in the you know that's how he finds the the deer. Astonished though that that fire can burn through a young girl and the wooden stag <laughs> remains <remote>. curiously intact. <laughs> no bones, you know. No. Like, What's this child skeleton? Oh, you know that that would have been probably right. as much of a clue. And that even the little delicate little antlers were still. You know, he's a I good have, a good craftsman. I've always said I this have about held him. I've held that exact charred stag in my hands. Really. I might put that. I'll put that up on Twitter. Yeah, when, when I did my when I went on the um, set in Belfast, like the props, the props tent was just fucking amazing. It was like a treasure chest of Game of Thrones. It was like just the nonchalance that stuff's just like lying around. I, don't, I must have told you this before when I went to the toilet and just turned around and Bran's wheelchair was just like in a corner. <laughs> is it a is it a functional wheelchair? It was a functional wheelchair. I've got a great. I've got a photo of me doing like going full. Uh, brand in it um, is it like are the wheels like metal wheels but they just made them look old no no it's just like a proper wooden wheel wheelchair it was amazing but then like there's just like boxes it's just like written on them it's just like dragon eggs you just like and you open them it's, there must be like tons of them no mm. it's just the three actual dragon eggs that Daenerys got in the end of season one. it's like holy shit and there's a whole like you know like you go to home base and there's like tons like a section where you can just buy like plastic crates of like yeah. storage boxes it's yeah. just all like that and marker pen written Jamie's hands you open them up and there's just all of Jamie Lannister's hands I always wanted um, one of the map 
pieces with yes, you know, they the, have like the yeah, lion yeah, yeah. Well, or the kraken or the I they're all they there so cool. yeah they're all there as well they so look do you think amazing gonna, are they saving it all for when they do like a game of thrones i think it's there the belfast the the, exa- the exhibitions now it must be like all part of the exhibition but like jamie's hands were great they were like hero hands which are like when he's like in close-up and he's having to do stuff with it mm. but then there's like horse riding jamie hand which was basically made out of rubber and it was completely flexible for him to put his hand inside. It was just like wow. a glove. It was amazing. Amazing. That's so cool. Uh, it was really, honestly, it was one of the greatest days of my life. What made it even better was that, like, strict no phones policy, yeah? So, like, you can imagine the security, like, was crazy. Yeah. We went, I went there the day before they started filming this, the last season. So all the all the crew were there gearing up. The actors must have been, like, the cast must have been, like, there somewhere. But I was not yeah. allowed to see them. Um so no phones allowed, really, really strict policy. I handed him my battery pack, my, 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 my battery for my phone instead of my phone. Oh, that is clever. Do you like that? That is so sneaky. I have some amazing photographs. Amazing photographs. Ooh, I really want to I want to go to Ned, Ned's statue. It's great. Like him from the crypt. Oh, it's just so good. Oh, my so, God. So good. Yeah, I want them to do for Game of Thrones what they've done with Harry Potter, where they like recreate rooms and castles and. I think. Well, maybe the, I'm sure someone I listening they did a has, temporary has, thing. has been. They did a tour of stuff. They did a tour of like weapons and stuff. But there's now a permanent exhibition in Belfast. I'm sure someone listening will have been. Let me know. Is it like? Yeah, is it like the Harry Potter world thing? Because I'd love to go again. Because um, that Harry Potter one is amazing. It's done really well, isn't it? Done so so well, and the way you know, they keep reinvigorating alley and stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's really, really good. Um, and what the, so they have the like main props thing in Belfast, but then they had two huge like backlot uh, warehouses full to the brim of props, relevant to our interests because it, uh, in there, all of the bodies, all of the fake bodies they used for Battle of the Bastards. And we'll go into that right after the break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Drunkcast Season 6, Episode 9, Battle of the Bastards. On one hand, uh, you've got uh, the very noble Jon Snow, Chris Mandel. And on this hand, oh, you've got um, you. someone who trusts his dogs a little bit too much. It's Jamie's OK. <laughs> um, Isn't so, your dog named Ned? I do have a dog named Ned Bark. Yeah. Ned Bark. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um, oh, I thanks for yet. naming me as Jon Snow and not the sort of uh, decrepit 
uh, rapist <laughs> Ramsey. And I thought I'd tell you, you normally get you, you normally get the, the, the you normally get dealt a harsh hand whenever we we do characters. So yeah. I thought I'd take one for the team. The only way um, I learn. <laughs> yeah. So the actual battle was really good. You know, it oh, just, it was emotionally charged you felt it didn't you you just really kind of you just really kind of felt it that that i think there was that there was that for me what the epitome of what 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 crystallized the whole sequence was possibly one of the most famous shots in game of thrones certainly one that you see quite a lot is where john is off his horse his horse has been killed by the arrow rickon is dead yeah um and John sees the charge of the Bolton army coming towards him. And he just goes, fuck it. Th- takes off his um, belt and sheath mm-hmm. and just stands up with long claw, like knowing that he's going to die here, but like going down like a troop and without knowing that his men are right behind him. Yeah. And it's yeah. just such a, such a great moment. No sound, no, no, no speaking. No dialogue. No dialogue, yeah. um, but it just summarised John's character there. It's just like, this is a true king. Yeah. You know, it's just... Um, yeah. And the cinematography of this was just... There was oh, some really... Chef's kiss. ...complicated shots, and yeah. it, it just felt it felt very visceral. I think the, the thing I liked, first of all, it was in the daytime, which is a yeah. huge plus... But also, yeah, it kind of unfurled in stages. And I think I think what you thought of as like two armies, you know, the horses go pretty quickly and it's very brutal. They're all yeah. caked in mud. It's it's like bodies, corpses, guts. Like it's yeah. I forgot how intense it was in that sense. Oh, well, it um, took 25 days to shoot, uh, cost 10 million quid just to shoot this battle. 500 extras, 70 horses. Four different camera crews. Oh, Jesus I mean, Christ. that's that's. I don't even know. They how... They went to town on it. I don't um, even know how you choreograph something like this. Because there's a lot of shots where Kit is lying down and there's horses thundering past, and I'm like, that can't be. That must be laid over. Like, yeah. It can't be because it's just chaos. I don't know how. Um, but it starts off. Yeah, Rick, the first bit is Rickon running away. Um, and I think a lot of people at the time were like, don't run in a straight line, you idiot, do a zigzag, which, you know, probably easier to say when you're not being hunted down on the middle of a battlefield, but Rickon gets wiped out pretty quickly, and I thought at the time, oh, what a... Yeah, he was a really important character, he was going to be really important, but it's great, because it it forces John off his horse, and I think, like, a lot of the stuff this season, like, Arya's trying to figure out her identity, Mm -hmm. Uh, Sansa's trying to sort of figure out who she is, if she's a Bolton, but she's a Stark and all this. John realizes he is a Stark. That is his brother, and he has to sort of fight for him. And I thought there was a lot of like, yeah. you know, he's not on the Night's Watch anymore, and he's sort of a bit of a no man's land sort of yeah. place. So that sort of forces him off the horse. And yeah, as you said, the, the his team, his supporters come behind, smash yeah. into the horses, and the horses get taken out really quickly. So it becomes this kind of, you know, on the ground. And the horses just become dangerous, don't they? They're like li- they're a fucking liability. They get you to the battlefront, but like, mate, just park them up and walk yeah. like the last last bit. It's they're crazy, just isn't it? How because there's people with arrows. It's like actually the horses are just massive targets. Yeah, um, yeah, they really are. The only thing really I, I tell you what I found frustrating. So I loved. I didn't remember this at all. The shields ring fencing them. Yeah. And they're shuffling forward with the spears and they try and they just cannot get through. Yeah. And at the back is this kind of like ridge of dead bodies. Just like, just pile, just like a mountain of dead bodies. And they've yeah, kind yeah. of, they've kind of got them in a, a half moon around the wall of bodies. Yeah. And yeah. then some of Ramsey's team come in over the top. So they literally yeah, yeah. are trapped. Yeah. The only thing I would say is like on such a big open plane, how do the bodies pile quite that high? No, I just exactly. kept thinking... Yeah. But one of those where I just let it go because the visual was. I think amazing. it's kind of like World War Z style, where they're, they're all heading to a X marks the spot, which is Ramsey Bolton. So they're all charging towards there, and they just the front line dies, and the next lot coming, mm. the next lot die, and the next. I, th- I think it it kind of is born out of truth a little bit. I think. Yeah. I think. I think it's a lot of it like that. 
Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I didn't mind it because I thought the visual of that that those shields it, it was just impenetrable. Yeah. It was and never every- meant to the battle. It was never meant to be like that either. The, the story of the Battle of the Bastards is that originally there was a completely different kind of battle written, but right. there was a three but there was a three day downpour. Um, oh, that that rendered like the whole field just so muddy they couldn't shoot what what Daniel and David had originally written. So Miguel Sapochnik and his team pitched the Battle of the Bastards to them just via email, and they they kind of get well, okay, it sucks sure. that we can't do what we were originally going to do, but go on, go for it. Interesting. Do you know what they were going to do originally? Was there no? Different? I don't think so. I think. Um, <coughs> It's uh, we should we should try and um, I'll try and find out. Yeah, I think it just it just had an original the originally scripted scenes it, it, because it, the, the, it, it was in Saintfield in Northern Ireland um, mm. and it, the rent the rain had made it like nine inches of mud so it was just completely kind of like oh impossible God. to do what they'd originally originally script originally yeah, scripted. Yeah. Um, I thought it, yeah, it's it's a really stunning kind of. I mean, there's loads. If you if you're really interested in the making of it, do go. There are so many like featurettes and mm. making of and interviews around it. I, I, you know, anyone listening that wants to kind of lose themselves for a couple of hours in like mm. just go go and watch it all because it's just it's fucking. I love behind the scenes stuff and like you never get better than never Me get too. better than that. There's so much has gone into it. They, they've planned so much about like what is happening and why yeah. and and that kind of thing. And I think which is why you know a lot of do you think. Are you one of the the people that think that that, that this is Jon Snow's rebirth, like more so than like the whole sim- symbolism of him like climbing there, you know, mm. that great shot of him coming out? Like a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, that was Jon Snow's kind of rebirthing scene, which which is I think a nice notion, but because this was like a winged kind of like yeah thrown together sequence, possibly not. Yeah, but. so I maybe don't know. I think it's a nice idea. I think it's sort of it's. The whole battle is like, for me, I sort of read it as him reclaiming his identity as yeah. a Stark rather than a man of the Night's Watch. But I think that's happening throughout, you know, all of the, like, um, campaigning he's doing to all the houses is part of that. And I think mm. killing the Night's Watch who stabbed him is part of that. So I think the whole season is probably seen as that. And I think this yeah. winning back Winterfell for his family is is like the icing on the cake i will say though that i think um the shot of him being raised you know raised through the crowd mirroring daenerys mm. being hoisted above the 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 slaves was 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 intentional yeah. i think yeah, you know, yeah, you've yeah. got so you've got, definitely... starting to see the targaryen you know that that similarity there i think and um, i think also like like you know he you can strategize all you want but he's got good instincts he knows he's able to think on his feet, and I think a lesser commander, soldier, whatever would would have been bested by this. Um, yeah. I also just loved. I think it's great that he was manipulated into charging in. I think it's. I think I, I was thinking, oh, you, you know, you wouldn't do that if you were a smart commander like him. But it's important that he is weak, weakened by his family. First of all, because it's just interesting to watch. Um, yeah. But also it's just, you don't want to have someone who's so, you know, you don't want to have Stannis who would, who would let his sibling or brother, whoever, die. You know, John, that really spurred him into action. Um, what I don't like about it is, I mean, I don't think Ramsay is just a really dreadfully written character. And I think it's broad strokes. I think it's quite cartoonish, but yeah. he's now like a really seasoned, like, commander of an army. Like, it's yeah. just not, it's just not just, right. But they need, you need someone to do that, don't you? That's the yeah, yeah, and which is why he has, I think, who is it? What well, I don't think he's a named member, or he might be mm. the Bolton Army, the guy that um, Tormund bites, whose throat bites, his, bites yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, like, he's, I think he's the real. He's, he's like lieutenant or something. That shot of the, you know, where the, where Kit, where Jon Snow's standing there with his sword, and they're trying. 
that was shot for real. That wasn't CGI. Oh, I, were, heard, I remember reading that. that there they were, were literally 40 horses charging full pelt at him. I mean, I would have shat my pants. Literally, I wouldn't have been able to, so they, wouldn't have able to hold they, the sword. Yeah, when they cut, did, did he just like fling himself out of the way? Must have done, must have done. But they said they, they'd use a lot of perspective when they were filming as well. So like right. you're asking how they shot those scenes without the horses banging into each other. They were shot from the side, so it looked as though they were all basically running really close to each other. Yeah. They were like three feet apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all just That's like rows, but kind of like, ah. Oh. Um, I mean, how do so- you even go about making that? There's a really beautiful shot where the Knights of the Vale come in and they break the yes. half moon and then yeah. they they sort of it's like Pac-Man they eat through each side of it it's really yeah. really good. Oh. Um and that was really I mean it's just incredible though that again it makes sense cinematically Sansa and Littlefinger are just just around the corner just watching. Yeah. It's like hi guys like you would not be anywhere near that. No, You'd exactly. Be, yeah, it was, it was. But they have to be seen to be sort of involved in some way. And Kit Harrington himself, like to, more to your point, was just like John was not a great leader in that battle. He fucked no. up. You know, like you say, he, he chose. He should have listened to Sansa, and he didn't. And he should have stayed on his horse, and he didn't. You know, mm. it was. It, it was. Um, there wasn't really a strategy, was he there? He fell for just, the trap. And I, I so, do think maybe part of the point is that it's it's like it's like a brawl. Because we've had these very orchestrated battles and, and things before. So maybe that's the point. You know, I think all these big fights episodes should be different. This is like a fist fight, essentially, in yeah. battle form. Um, we, we lose 1-1, one, one, which was uh, quite sad. And that, that, He's got a rubbish job, hasn't he? Like, you're going to be the one that tries to get tanks. into a castle. Yeah, with everyone shooting at you. But a um, really cool mirror of when the giant breaks through Castle Black... Yeah, exactly. You know, that. It's, yeah. it's it's like he's learned. And is to... this the one one that kills Lady Mormont, or is that a separate? Giant mu- I completely? don't think we got a conclusive. We'd have to. Well, we'll we'll find out soon enough, won't we? Yeah, yeah, Uh, definitely, definitely. I just think they have one or two molds for like the giant heads, and I think like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They would have no. They would have burned the body. They wouldn't have left him. They must have done. Yeah, we see them burning a lot of them, don't Um, we? So then um, again, yeah, the the bit in the courtyard at Winterfell, this is, again, I completely forgot about this. What, the the fight, the punching and where he'd like the the, the shield. The shield, doom, doom. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I mean, I'd just be so knackered by then. I wouldn't have any, I mean, I'd just be like, oh, can we just have a, is there a a water fountain anywhere? I just need a little drink. Um, I have to say, I did find Ramsay's death very satisfying. The the, the dog, he, the, like, the dog face. sequence is really good. Uh, it's just, it was mm-hmm. just. Um, so they, yeah, they, they, John gets there, pummels him, sees Sansa, yeah, out the corner of his eye, keeps Ramsay alive, and then I guess lets Sansa kill him or like. Was, that, was the inference on that that San, that that John was going too far? No, don't become a monster yourself, or or was he just that, saving yeah. him for? Or was he just saving you, him for for you've Sansa? Won, so like, yeah, you know, I think I think if it were you know John were the Lord of Winterfell, which he obviously isn't, he would have you know eventually imprisoned him, and I think he would have executed him. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but obviously Sansa was like. Yeah. Again, really need to communicate how much Sansa's grown. Sansa's going to get her hands dirty and she's going to yeah. let one of his dogs eat his face, which, you know. It was a good death, though. It was a very, it good, is, and it, very it's satisfying, villainy, villainous death. The noises really. are horrendous. Yeah. Like, the noises of that dog tromping into his face. I'm sure really. I read... I mean, they were genuinely evil dogs. I think we had, we had you and Rion on um, Thronecast, I think, maybe that week. Right. Um, to kind of celebrate the death of Ramsay. And he said that none of, no one was allowed near those dogs. All of those dogs were, that was split screen because they were oh, so, yeah. Yeah. so dangerous. Those dogs were so dangerous. Dangerous breed, bred for, they were hunting dogs um, that no one was really allowed near them. Yeah. I think I heard that, that it's, it's nowhere near him because it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't even the same shot. He, so he's kind of like doing that, you know, and, it's just never yeah. really touches him. Oh. Scary. They, they're illegal as well because um, they've had their ears cut. Yeah. 
What are really Brit- they're like they're not staffies. Are they? they're, the, um, they're not they're, they're like a mastiff kind of thing, or um, or German. They're not well, they're Turner and Hooch dogs or something. But um, yeah, but yeah, they're just bred to be like oh. uncontrollable, aren't they? Yeah, um, horrible, horrible. Yeah, but really good go. death. Um, yeah. and really, I really enjoyed that episode. I think yeah, it good. Does. See, see, Dragon Casters, we turned him. We turned him. We did. Um, um, next episode is a real, real humdinger. Yeah, because we've gone from like this brutal, like sort of bloody kind of fight to this the next episode it's you know this really complicated intricate tense yeah. you know countdown to this explosion mm. um but very very worth mentioning um Tyrion says to Daenerys at the top of this episode you know what your uh your father did he had yeah. the streets, the crypts lined with dragon fire and he was going to blow everything up. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Really good that they sort of lay that down, set the foundations, yeah. because that is obviously what happens in this episode. Oh, cannot wait. What a great episode. We've had a few emails. Oh. Don't panic. We know how you get. Everything's fine. Yeah. Okay. Becky's been in touch. Thanks, Becky. Becky Makaruk. Apologies if I've mangled your surname. Uh, first, you want to say how much I love your podcast. Oh, Becky. I listen to it on my commute, laugh out loud. Equally shout at my phone when you can't remember names and events. Sorry. Sorry. We can't help it. Um, I only discovered the podcast when House of the Dragon came out and listened every week. I agree with most of what you say and love the controversy about whether Thrones was a British or American show. Becky says it's 100% British. I'm not getting into that one again. I'm not getting into that one again, but maybe Becky has the final word. Um, my husband never watched Game of Thrones, and at Christmas we decided to watch it from the beginning, complete with candles and blackout curtains, as some of the best bits are shot in near darkness. You're right, we've got that. That was season seven and season eight, where all the complaints about the darkness came in, mm. wasn't it? Well, I have to put subtitles on, because I'm afraid it's very quiet and very dark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've been listening along to the podcast as part of our rewatch, and have just about managed to keep up. I'm very glad about that. I've picked up a lot more from watching the second time, especially as I know the outcome. I've had a number of light bulb moments where I understand why they mentioned cert- certain things. I despise Littlefinger even more on the rewatch, as some of the finer political points were lost on me the first time round. I'll make this event, it will make his eventual demise even sweeter. He does have one of the best deaths, I agree. Um, Watching in quick sessions almost almost made, also made me realise how much his accent changed from episode to episode. I, I mean, that, that is absolutely true. Yeah. It's almost a good thing he gets killed because who knows what he'd sound like in season eight. Yeah. Um, uh, my favourite character has and always will be Arya. I think her entire story could have been a series on its own. Well, that's what people were hoping for as a spin-off was Arya just like tootling around on her little yeah. side missions. Um, I'm off to get a tattoo on my arse. Dracarys. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> Thank you, of Dracarys, or just a well, we non- do ask. We say in the in the in the in the notes on the podcast, like and subscribe, spread the word, tattoo, get the name tattooed on your ass. I see. I just thought I thought we were doing such a good job that she is yeah. taking it upon herself. Um, Chloe has been in touch. Chloe Entwistle. Thank you, Chloe. Uh, she says hi, Chris and Jamie. We've been following the podcast since day one, and I'm a big fan. Hooray! Uh-huh. Now with the pleasantries out of the way. Uh oh. I do have a little moan. Oh, oh here we go. It's Joseph in disguise. Uh, but one that will hopefully end with me getting what I want. Okay. Oh, okay. In a weird main character moment for myself, I was surprised while listening along to Dragoncast to hear that Chris was also watching The Sopranos at the same time me and my fiancé were watching it for the first time, ever time. Every week when he'd give an update, it would be more or less around the same series and episode. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> okay. Okay, you ready for this though? What do you think? Oh. What do you think is going to be following? Uh, I don't know. I think all my opinions about that show were correct, aren't they? They were watching it for the first time. Did I spoil okay. it? That was until he dropped the biggest spoiler of all time without warning to save anyone else who may just so happen to be watching. I will just name the episode, not the spoiler. Long term parking, season five, episode twelve. Uh, I screamed out loud. I couldn't believe I went 20 odd years without seeing a single spoiler for the whole show, bar the ending. Oh my God. And nestled into a House of the Dragon podcast was this explosive nugget. 
I watched the whole of Series 5, knowing the way things will play out, but kept it from my fiance, and actually did it make it experiencing it for the first time a bit less traumatising and even enjoyable to see his reaction. So just an idea, if you stuck for things to rewatch, maybe do this, do The Sopranos, and I'll take it as a personal apology for the spoiler. Okay, I'm going to step in here, in Chris's defence. Now, Chloe, I understand, no one, no one understands the, the horror of having something spoiled more than me. I completely get it. I would say, though, that 20 years is possibly enough water under the bridge to be able to talk freely about yeah. something. That's all I would say. Yeah. But I get you. So, and, yeah. Chris, well, Chloe, this is wanker. speaking to you directly. I'm very, very sorry. I thought when I talked about The Sopranos, I did try and preface them with spoiler warnings, but I... I'm quite inconsistent in that regard, so I'm very sorry. I've just checked the episode because I never really know the titles because, um, you know, we just we watch it at home. One of the best episodes of television. Which one is it? No spoilers. Uh, Adriana? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's probably a spoiler. It's, a spoiler. <laughs> it's the one where she lives happily ever after. Um, yeah. One of my favourite episodes of television I've ever watched, and if it's any consolation, um, I that was one of the things I got spoiled. Probably... I think I found out what happened in that episode in by about season three because someone spoiled it for me. Um, and I, all I would say is when I was watching The Sopranos, particularly towards the end, you just get conditioned to think that everyone's going to die. True. So I was going in sort of knowing something was going to happen, but hopefully you still enjoyed it, even though you knew what was coming. Um but, well, yeah. she said, she said, failing that, just a shout out and a verbal apology will do. There we go. Yeah, very sorry about that, Chloe. Um, I'm glad to hear we were on the same kind of like Sopranos wavelength. Um, let us know what you thought of the finale. Um, yes, yeah, I, do. Get in touch. I could talk about that for for hours. Ah, fantastic. Um, couple of a few quite a few youtube comments as well thanks everybody uh, i i'm aware i i tried to i put up the sound of succession uh, episode uh, yesterday but for some weird automated reason it also put up the the trailer for dragon cast so apologies so uh, apologies for that um anthony got in touch anthony said this was only a day ago this was in response to dragon cast season one episode eight lord of the tides uh, which was um uh Paddy paddy's episode. i think Paddy's one, wasn't it? No, yeah, the one. Eight, yeah. yeah. Um, if this is the home of House of the Dragon, then why are these two crapping all over it when obviously it's a huge hit? Obviously, these two <laughs> should review something else. Anthony, as I said in my reply to you, you know, that's fine. You're perfectly entitled to say that. I don't think we crapped over it. Certainly not House of the Dragon. Um, we don't crap over it. We've, we don't crap over House of the Dragon, I don't think. We may ask questions of it every now and then or, or question decisions that were made or casting choices or, or I don't think we did. But I don't think we, I think that was slightly unfair. So, with the I greatest think, respect, Anthony, love you, but go fuck yourself. You get a nice big <laughs> go fuck yourself from me. Yeah, I will go also, and sit in the corner just, with Joseph. If I can just add to that, like the whole point of us talking about the shows is to share our opinions, and some of them are really yep. positive, some are negative, but they all come from the same place, which is passion for the show. Yeah, and we just want to say how we think. And if you want to just listen to people say that was the best episode of House of the Dragon. Week after week, there are loads of places to do that. But also, yeah. we do that a lot. It was a yeah, fucking yeah. great season. And actually, House of the Dragon got a lot of shit from people. It was not, not from, us. from us. We thought Correct. it was much more successful than a lot of critics. And yeah. we love it. So, yeah. thanks, but no thanks. Uh, the Sayadina said, uh, what an awesome and charming guy Sam Coleman is. Uh, if you didn't listen, last oh, week's episode yeah. had Sam Coleman, who was played young Hodor, popped along for a chat and was lovely, wasn't he? Um Although, pulled me up on some things. I made some comparisons just saying that I reckon George, uh, that I reckon the Avengers and Marvel picked up on things from like Hodor. The comparison I made was I am Groot. Uh, the Sayadina has quite rightly kind of taken me to task on that, saying, a note on Hodor versus Groot. Groot first appeared in the MCU in the 60s and by 1991 was exclusively saying I am Groot. That predates Hodor by five years. Uh, Fair enough. I love JRRM's world. Um, they were, they go on to say he's very good at taking other things and tweaking them to build a whole new world. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the world of ice and fire is basically Dune and Dune Messiah mixed into the War of the Roses. And they go on. If you go onto the YouTube comments from last week's episode, you can read um, the side and make a very, very good case for that. 
where they can they compare like uh the house of treaties to the house stark harkonnen to lannister corino to targaryen blah 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 great case spelled out there i'm not going to argue with you because i don't know much about the june about the frank, yeah, frank herbert's universe seen june yet but oh haven't why. you Dude, actually it's it's the villeneuve movie is well worth yeah. watching well and, worth and watching. like everyone is in the sequel like austin butler and florence Pugh and everyone yeah. are in the sequel like it's Amazing. a really really big cast yeah it goes on to make a really they go on to make a really good case for that almost like character for character um, mm. Oh, that sounds great. Well, I'll, I, that is on my watch list. Um, so excellent. Oh, cool. Uh, the wanted remazing said uh, four days ago. Guys commenting on women's hair is funny. Cersei's hair once cut did not look great. It was fucking awful. Um, <laughs> well, that is the, be- <laughs> the best comment we've ever got. On the- <laughs> I didn't Stop say it hair. looked good. I said you would pay eighty quid for it in Tony and Guy in today. Because it, Listen, it, also, as men, we're not going to tell women what to do with their hair. Precisely. Do you think I'm mad? done something lovely to it. Do you think but I'm that mad? Person, that person yeah. didn't point out what we said, which is that her hair changed colour once she got it chopped, which was kind yeah, of it, the point it, of it our comment. Yeah, it did go a nice strawberry blonde all of a sudden. I love that comment so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> SC said, hi, Jamie and Chris, first time listener, first time writer, long time listener. Found you guys back around third or fourth week of HOTD. Um, I was really missing a Thronecast episode, sponsored by Volvo, of course, uh, fact fans. Um, I just want to tell you how much I love your videos. Not only am I enjoying a rewatch of Game of Thrones, but thank you for introducing me to the OA. I'll probably never have known about this wonderful Netflix series. Loved loved it what you've covered about Last of Us, and hopefully there'll be more of that in season two. We've had a lot of people complain that we didn't do an episode by episode I know, Last of Us. but we were really busy. We um, will do for the next one, I promise. Also, um, not a complaint, just not sure if you're aware. Uh, commenting about the audio quality of your microphone. So we had a problem last week last with week, Chris's... Yeah. We've had... Yeah, yeah. If only you guys knew the hell that we've been through with Chris's uh, audio. It's Hopefully, I think it's better now. Hopefully, yeah. we've got it sorted. Listen, apologies for last week. Apologies to Jamie. But, yeah, fine. I can't seem to do anything right. That's all yeah. I'll say. Can't seem uh, to Anthony right. Warren. Actually, is this the same Anthony Warren? This is the same Anthony Warren that's telling us off for crapping all over it so Anthony got in touch Anthony's really cross this was uh, you guys this was in episode this was in reference to the finale of House of the Dragon saying you guys thought this was slow up until the dragon fight scene this was a great episode from start to finish you folks have lost me we didn't say it wasn't a great episode it was slow moving up until the dragon scene that's what that's, we said listen we didn't say it was you, shit I thought it was quite slow to the, I don't even listen it was months ago what happened on that episode? Um, but, it you was, know, um, that's fine if you thought it was... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Anthony, we respect your opinion. Thank you for getting in touch. Thank you for taking the time to comment. Thank really you. do appreciate it. Really do appreciate it. Um, the OA, I, I'm not sure we're going to have time to do... We, we, we've got two... What were we going to do? So we've got two more episodes. We've got, we've got one last OA episode, which we will probably record later on this week and maybe get it up by Friday at some yeah, point. I yeah, we hope. can do... We'll do OA later in the week but we, we, we that will leave us with um uh just uh the game of thrones rewatch and succession and the game of thrones rewatch is only well we need to figure out seven episodes away seven well, we and eight what, if we're going to do three for each i mean i have no problem with that personally but they are obviously smaller seasons so there's less to choose from less to chat from i think yeah. see i think like i've really enjoyed season six yeah, uh, you You're really notice a change seven. in the show. Mm. Um, I think in terms of like getting more expensive, getting better looking. Mm-hmm. I think I'm really looking forward to seven and eight, both. Good, really excited. Good. I think seven. Well, we've is already actually said really good. Yeah, we've already said that we're going to do the last episode live. Yes, we are. So prepare yourself for that. I can't. We could probably work out what week that is, what date that is, but let's not do that now uh, because we've got wanged on for far too long already. Um, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. Next week is our final season six rewatch. Uh, what's it called? Winds of Winter? Is it the Winds of Winter? It is called the Winds of Winter, which Correct, is. is, yeah interesting name for an um, episode yes i'm very excited about that that is coming and then it will be turn be time to choose your episodes for season seven so until then 
get your thinking caps on get in touch with us leave us a comment under the uh, youtube or at twitter at dragoncast underscore pod or indeed email dragoncast at daftdoris.com we do appreciate every you know what i've never had this much interaction with listeners or viewers so, in any so of the podcasts cool. in yeah. any of the podcasts i've done I've never, say, never um, had so much interaction. I love it. It makes it's so cool that people get in touch. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, because we ain't making any money from this, so at least we know it's. Are you? I'm making loads. Are you not? What? I'm oh, rolling. Have, you done, yeah. have you done some endorsement deal that I? Uh, this is. I'm on cameo. <laughs> this is it. Right. I'm going to get my feet, my feet, feet accounts and OnlyFans done. Get it. I'm surprised you're on there. <laughs> <laughs> no one, um, mate. I'd end up paying OnlyFans. That would be the only person that would pay. It's like those feet. <laughs> it's like you're. Mi- I'm still missing toenails from the marathon, so I would not be making much money. <laughs> On that note, Dracaris. Dracaris. If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at Dragoncast underscore Pod or email Dragoncast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions, and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for Dragoncast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus, or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. Dragoncast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel, and is a Daft Doris production. Dracarys. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.